Welcome back to Bad on Paper Podcast. I'm Becca Freeman. And I'm Grace Atwood. And today is my Super Bowl. I am so excited to talk about this book. This is really, truly Becca's Super Bowl. Oh, my God. (laughs) I have spent the last four months getting everyone I know addicted to this. And welcome to the emotional support group that is our The Idea of You book club episode. But before we dive in, today's episode is sponsored by Beauty Pie. And if you follow me on Instagram or have read my blog, you know that I am obsessed with Beauty Pie. This is Grace talking. Um, Beauty Pie is a members club and it is both of our latest beauty obsession. We're so excited to tell you more about them um, and to get $50 extra allowance to use in your first month when you sign up at beautypie.com, use code Grace sent me. But we're going to tell you more later. I don't want to talk about anything other than the idea of you. Well, we have to do highs and lows. Oh, fine. Becca, what was the best part of your week? Um, so my high is that I had a pretty perfect Sunday. So we got back from Boston on Saturday from our live show, and I slept 12 hours. I read most of a book. I bought plane tickets. I cooked something, and I went for a long walk. And I think that as a whole is my ideal Sunday. That is so nice. I'm very pleased with myself. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing better than like just feeling like you got things organized and you ate healthy and you got sleep. Oh, yeah. I feel like a new human. Yeah. I I did Sunday right. You definitely did. Oh, I'm so excited. I can't say I had the same. I had work events on Sunday. So I need like a – I'm going to just take a weekday personal day like – eventually once we're caught up after our shows well what was your high tell me a good thing my high was boston so it was like a college reunion like i had like 20 of my friends there and it was so fun to see everyone like people i hadn't seen in 10 or 15 years all came out and that just was like so special and so fun i saw my little sister Shayna from my sorority i hadn't seen her in at least 10 years it was awesome oh yeah that's fun yeah what about Lowe's? Um, well, I can't have more than two glasses of wine going forward. Like, I can drink more alcohol than that. Like, tequila, vodka, tequila soda, vodka soda, I am fine. It's wine that kills me. We went out on, what day did we go? Friday after the, the second, the day after the live show um, with a bunch of our friends. And we had, I probably had throughout the course of the night, like five or six glasses of wine. I was so, so sick on Saturday. And like not even like hangover sick, I think I might be like partially allergic to wine. It was not good. That's so weird that wine does that to you because I feel like it happened when I turned 35. Oh, well, I'm never going to turn 35. Yeah, don't do it. I'm going to start, I'm going to get to 34 and a half and then I'm going to Benjamin Button. Yeah, I think that's a good strategy because something happened to me. I've always been like a big wine drinker and you know I love like a good glass of Pinot Noir. No more than two glasses of wine ever. So if it's going to be a big night, we start with the hard liquor and... And with wine, if otherwise, just like one or two glasses of wine. Oh, that's crazy. Because what usually does it to me is hard liquor. Oh, yeah, I'm fine. As long as it's not a sugary drink. Hmm. Like a margarita, I cannot have like 10 margaritas. But I can have like four or five vodka sodas or tequila sodas and be fine. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry that yeah. the wine broke you. It broke me. I was pretty sick on Saturday. How about you? Um, my low is that I have really fallen off the workout bandwagon. Same. I think it's a combination of, first of all, since I moved and I don't have my regular go-to 
instructors or classes or studios. So I'm still figuring it out. And then we've also been traveling so much. Oh, I have fallen off the bandwagon hard. And it's not even like it's more of a mental thing. Like I think I just feel generally better when I work out regularly. So I, as part of my Sunday yesterday, was supposed to work out and I canceled it because I just didn't want to go. Yeah. And I feel like once I give myself an inch, I take a mile. No, I do the same thing. So, yeah, I'm going to work out tonight, which is good, but I don't feel like I've been consistent. I feel like I need to, what I used to do is schedule all of my workouts at the beginning of the month and put them in my calendar. I think I need to do that for July because I'm also traveling a lot in July. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that one's gone by the wayside, to be honest. Yeah, same. I feel like when we, I just can't wait to be in my routine. Like, I'm not going anywhere for the beginning part of July, and I'm so excited. And then my, my second part of July is the yoga retreat. So that's like the that's workouts. That's lots are, of working out. Yeah. Yeah. It's time to get back on track. Yeah. Yeah. So before we talk about this book, should we talk a quick minute about Boston? Oh my gosh. Yes. We stayed in the loveliest hotel. So we stayed at Hotel Commonwealth in Boston. It's right in Kenmore Square, like right next to Fenway Park. I, it felt really funny because I always stay with friends when I stay in Boston. I was like, look at me. I'm so luxurious in my hotel. But it was nice. It was so convenient. It's right above um, Eastern Standard, which is such a great restaurant. Oh, yeah, um, I had two we meals went there. there. Oh, we went there for dinner on the night that the wine the ruined night of the wine. Grace. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was so fun to be in Boston and to stay in a different area than I usually stay in. And my room was a reading. It was a reading themed suite. Oh, yeah, it was cool. It was really cool. So they had over 50 um, books that were signed by authors who had stayed in that same room, cool. which was really cool. And the whole the room was like themed around um, the social network and 21 because the author of both of those books had stayed there and written those books there. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So that was really cool. Interesting. You know who else I want to shout out? Wait, the pillows, though. Did How did you feel about the pillows while we were there? I thought they were just so soft and fluffy. I had no feelings about the pillows. Oh, I love them. Sorry. I did like that it, the hotel room was very dark, which is a big, yes. big thing for me. Yes. I slept like an angel. But I wanted to shout out Glam Squad, who helped us get ready in Boston. And yes. they did such a good job. If you don't know, because I gathered from the person who did my hair and makeup that glam squad is new to boston it's basically like a house call for hair and makeup so it's it's about the same price as getting a blowout at a salon but they come to you and do it and they also do makeup it's so convenient it's so convenient and they do it at the same time so instead of having to like allow for two hours for hair and makeup we could get both done within one hour like mine were both in, out, and out the door within 45 minutes. And I had like gorgeous curls. She curled my hair with the flat iron. So it stayed in for like five days. Cause you know, my hair, like once it gets curled, it lasts forever. And then my makeup was done in like 45 minutes. Yeah, no, they're great. They're so good. I'm gonna, I need to remember to use them in New York for things more often. Yeah. Whenever I have a big project or like I'm, I ha- I'm going to be on camera. I always, I always, um, book glam squad. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, one last live show order of business. I'm sure people who don't live in these cities are sick of hearing about it. We're going to take a break after this. Yeah. But we haven't announced our Nashville guests officially on the podcast yet. So our Nashville show is Friday. We're really excited. There are still tickets. Please come. You can get your ticket at badonpaperpodcast.com slash live. Um, but we have insane guests. I'm so excited. 
So we have Kelly Henderson from her Instagram is Velvet's Edge, but she is one of the area's top stylists, and you might recognize her from Very Cavallari. And then we also have Amanda Valentine, who is uh, a Project Runway alum and is a wardrobe stylist in Nashville. And then we have one of our favorite travel bloggers, Whitney from The Blonde Atlas. And last but not least, well, I guess first, because we're doing the book segment first, uh, we have Mary Laura Philpott, who wrote, I Miss You When I Blink, who's going to come and talk about books with us, which I think is cool because we've never had an author do a book chat with us at a show before. We've been dying to have an author do a book chat with us, but all of them have have said no until now. So this is big. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah. So come hang out with us in Nashville. You also have never been to Nashville. Have you been? Yes, I've been to Nashville, but I've never, I've only done like the Broadway bachelorette type oh, okay. side of it. So I'm really excited to check out some more like local places. Yeah. And you've never been to Charleston. I've never been to Charleston. So if you live in Charleston or Nashville, come see us. We're so excited. The shows are Thursday and Friday. And then that's it for live shows until the fall. Yeah. We'll be announcing our fall dates in August. So let's talk more about Beauty Pie, and then let's get into this book. Yes. So we really, really love today's sponsor. They are doing something so groundbreaking and so different from what's already out there. So if you follow me, you know, but I've been a member for several months now, and I cannot stop gushing about it to anyone who will listen. So Beauty Pie is the first ever members club for beauty lovers. So it's kind of like Netflix for the beauty world. You pay a small monthly fee depending on what you want to spend. We both have the $10 per month membership. And then you receive a monthly spending allowance where you can purchase luxury beauty without the luxury prices. So Beauty Pie is Marcia Kilgore's latest project. You might remember her as the founder of Bliss, back in the old days of Bliss, and Soap and Glory. She's an industry veteran and an expert and had all these amazing relationships in the fa- with the factories that produce these luxury beauty products. So the products are amazing. And on each product page, I really love that you can see what it would typically cost versus the member price. So you can shop the most innovative, expensive products on the market for a fraction of the price. I feel like a broken record, but I am so obsessed with the retinol, which can be so expensive. So they have their super retinol night cream, which is $11.23 on the site, but would typically sell for $95. And the super retinol hand cream, which is like, I have two of them. I have one at my desk and one in my bag. Um, I'm going to get a third one and keep it in my nightstand. Um, that would typically go, like, go for $50, and it's only $7.48. That hand cream is amazing. It's the absolute best. Did you get that with your credit? I didn't. Oh, I you need gotta to get try it. Next it. Month. Yeah. So, uh, I was stocking up on candles. Oh, my God. The candles? <laughs> the candles are so good. Okay. But so they have this amazing transparent pricing model. The prices are insane. I felt like a kid in a candy store. But they have so many things that I, I haven't even had a chance to try everything yet. Um, they have makeup, skincare, beauty accessories. They have sponges. I got a whole brush set. My makeup brushes are so old, and I love these new brushes. I'm going to have to do that because I'm in the same boat. And we also heard that they're launching hair care and body products soon. 
But wait, can we go back to the candles? Oh my God, yes. The candles are the best buy. It's insane. So they're made in the same factories as other luxury candles. We're not allowed to say which ones, but they retail for just around $15. My personal favorites are the Tuberos and the Clean House, but um, they smell so nice. And I also bought a few extras to give as gifts. It's insane. I... It, it smells like a chic candle, but it's not a chic candle price. Yes. Ugh. Candles are such a racket. I know they are. And these smell so good. And I don't feel as guilty like always because I always have a candle or three burning. You guys need to try this. I heard about it from Grace. I went on. It was a really fun experience. And the prices are unbelievable. So as always, we have a treat for you. Go to beautypie.com and enter the code Grace sent me all one word to get $50 extra allowance in your first month. So that's beautypie.com. The code again is Grace sent me and it's all caps. Um, and that's going to give you an additional $50 spending allowance to use during your first month. Seriously, do this and then tell us about it because this is something that I would have as an obsession. Yeah. I've wanted to use it as my an obsession. advertiser. Yeah. Same. But I was waiting till we had a code to offer. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get into this book. Oh my gosh, let's. Let's get into this book. So here is the plot. And there are spoilers, but I tried to make it so that the book would still be very enjoyable, even if you know the spoilers. So you should still read it if you haven't. Okay. So Solen is a divorced mom in her 40s living in LA. So she takes her daughter Isabel and two of her daughter's friends to an August moon concert in Las Vegas after her ex-husband flakes the last minute. So at a meet and greet before the show, she meets the lead singer of the band, Hayes Campbell, who singles her out and is flirting with her. So he arranges for the group to come backstage after the show. And so Len starts to realize that maybe the flirtation isn't totally one-sided. Oh, Hayes, what a dreamboat. So back in L.A., Hayes actually tracks down Solen and invites her to lunch. She's shocked that he even has remembered her. So as their relationship heats up, they are um, meeting between concerts and art fairs and cities all around the world. Um, but And despite Solen's hesitancy, they're falling for each other. So one major hitch is Solen's daughter, who would be furious if she knew that her mom was dating her number one crush. And when it's clear that their relationship is getting serious, they decide that they need to tell Solen's daughter, Isabel. And she pretty much takes it as expected, which is badly. So then to add fire to the flame. Is that the phrase? To add, add fuel to the fire. Fuel to the fire. Oh, I was close. <laughs> A blind item comes out about them. And they're about to be public and not by their own choosing. Yes. So they're still together and their relationship in private is pretty solid. Um, and it's become more than just sex. They really love each other. So they're still conducting their relationship on stolen weekends in different cities. But this pressure of being public is starting to really wear on Solen. So people are harassing her online. They're sending her threats in the mail and on her gallery's voicemail. It's bleeding into her work. Isabel is miserable. People are talking about her mother's relationship at school. And Hayes is really restless with the band's schedule on another world tour. And he's kind of just a product at this point. 
So as things start to come to a head, Selene knows that she needs to end the relationship, but Hayes is on the Australian leg of the tour. So Selene flies to meet him in Japan, and they have this really sad trip knowing that their relationship is ending, but that they still love each other and have this insane chemistry. Oh, so sad. So back at home, Selene is just gutted. A month or so later, she's still not over the relationship ending, and Hayes shows up at her house telling her that he quit the band. Ultimately, she kicks him out and tells him he can't throw this away. They can't be together. Grace, this book, and I I tried not to put too many details into the summary because I really wanted people to still want to read it, even if, yeah if they heard it because the book would still be so enjoyable but i like can't overestimate or overemphasize how amazing this book is oh i can't i can't believe i didn't want to read it i know so just a bit of lore i'm sure like people who religiously listen to the podcast have heard this story like 97 times but basically what happened was ashley spivey came on the podcast and she i mentioned that i needed something to read and offhandedly, she was like, you should read this book called The Idea of You. So we have a few drinks. We're having a great time. We go. I go home that night. It's probably like midnight. And I wasn't quite ready for bed. So I was still like keyed up. So I downloaded the book. I got so into it. I ended up staying up until 4.30 in the morning reading this book. I woke up the next morning, finished it. I probably read it all in the span of 18 hours. And I was just so sucked in and spit out by this book. Like, I was gutted. So I'm, like, evangelizing this to everyone who will listen. And, of course, Grace is the holdout. She's like, oh, it doesn't sound good. Uh." (laughs) That's how Grace sounds. (laughs) I don't think that's how I sound. She was like, oh, I don't think it's for me. I literally uh, probably had taken down a few hundred people with this book at this point. Our listeners are like DMing her being like, you need to read this book. You need to read this book. She finally reads it. What happened, Grace? I loved it. I could not be I could not be torn away from it. They were we were on vacation with our friend Kate and they're like, come on, let's go explore. Let's go do things. I was like, nope. I'm good. I'm just going to sit here. I had a margarita. I was in the sun and I just sat and I read and I read and I read and I finished it within a day. Oh, I was so sad when it was over because it emotionally destroys you. It does. I have been chastised. I made a. I made so many people read this. And finally, our friend Jackie read it. She texts me and she goes, Becca Freeman, how many people have you made read this book? <laughs> And I was like, a lot. And she was like, how could you do this to people without a warning? And I was like, I just want people to be in the same emotional state that I am, which is like literally more gutted by this fictional relationship than any relationship I've been in. I feel like just talking about this book is like gutting me all over again. I reread it in anticipation for this. I think we picked this as the book because I just wanted to reread it. I needed an excuse. Yeah. I feel just as gutted the second time even though i knew what was going to happen yeah their relationship was so wonderful so wonderful okay so to kick off our discussion i just i feel like i need to know like who was your august moon who was your favorite boy band new kids on the block oh yeah i mean i was in fourth i think it was in i was in fourth grade when they were like at their peak 
And I loved them. I had like all the t-shirts and the acid wash jeans. And like, I remember crying because my parents wouldn't take me to Boston to go to the concert. I loved them. Which new kid in particular? Which do you think? Who do you think I liked? Joey McIntyre? No, gross. I like Donnie. Oh. Yeah. Joey was like so young and like, ew. Well, oh, I was I also like, in I feel grade. like Joey McIntyre was a cute one. No, Donnie. I was like so into Donnie. I feel like that's a not the duh choice that you think it was. Oh, interesting. Everyone I know liked Donnie better. Donnie was the heartthrob. Not Mark Wahlberg? Oh, well, Mark Wahlberg is a dreamboat, but he wasn't in the New Kids. Wasn't he? No. It was Jordan, Danny, Donnie, and Joey. Mark was just like, a, Mark was Marky Mark. Mark and, Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch, I think. He, no, I'm... He was not a new I kid. am on Wikipedia. He was one of the original new kids on the block alongside his brother. He wasn't a new kid. No, he was. I don't know, you guys. Go to the Facebook group and we'll talk about this. But he was not, like, like in the main new kids. No, he. It, this is on the new kids on the block Wikipedia page. We can look at it. We're, gonna, we're not going to drag this out, but it's wrong. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know better than Wikipedia? Yes, I do. Oh. Uh. So I was a Backstreet Boys fan. I loved the Backstreet Boys. Really wanted to marry Nick Carter. Went to a concert in seventh grade, and every time it was quiet, my friend Jen and I would just scream. We would be like, Nick Carter, will you marry me? So, like, that's kind of how – and, I mean, that was in the 90s before there were, like, phones and social media, and you could actually – like, these people weren't knowable. You just had um, Tiger Beat and, like, YM – uh, but, oh, my God, I was so obsessed with Nick Carter. So that's, like, kind of my equivalent to August Moon, okay. although yeah. it's different. Wait, were you into One Direction? Um, Two-part answer. Um, Not really. I was too old for One Direction. There is one song that I really liked of theirs. I think it's called Perfect. And I, I liked oh, yeah, that one I when it was on too. the radio. Mm-hmm. I, I liked that song a lot, but I was never like into the fandom. But I will say that after this book, I because I think it's thinly veiled. It's like based on One Direction. Yeah. Is who I think it's 100%. about. And so after I read this book, I like looped back and got into like a real One Direction hole. So, you know, like maybe I wasn't initially in the fandom, but I kind of like picked it up on the second go round. Sorry, I just went on the Wikipedia. It's. It's it's not it's not Marky Mark. It's Jordan, Jonathan, Joey, Donnie, and Danny. No. It says New Kids on the Block is an American boy band from Dorchester. As the group began to take shape, Mark Wahlberg left and was briefly replaced by Jamie Kelly. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm here right now. But they have, oh they they replaced him him with Joey. Right. And so, that's who we remember it as. So maybe he was like early on. He was early on, but he was part of it. Look in the early days before they got big. Yeah, but I'm not wrong. You're kind of wrong. What about One Direction? Back to One Direction. Now people are going to go on and leave reviews and say we're fighting. I know. Who cares? This is something I feel very passionate about. Mark Wahlberg was a member of an early member, but before Joey. Joey stole the show. This is a hill I will die on. (laughs) So wait, back to One Direction. Were you into One Direction? Like, we're too old for this. Way too old. But I did like. 
I did kind of follow the Taylor Swift drama because I think she briefly had a dalliance with oh yeah yeah, yeah. with um what's his face Harry Styles. Harry Styles and then she wrote a song about him and then the Perfect I think was about her yes it was like a, a clapback song yeah. after um the song she wrote about him which I can't remember now. I can't remember what the song is we're really informed um you know who I'm having an age inappropriate thing with right now Noah Centineo. Well, sure. Absolutely, yes. <laughs> I don't know any other youths. Um, the Jonas Brothers, because I, I wasn't part of like the Jonas Brothers fandom on the first go around, but like Nick Jonas is really doing something for me right now that uh, I feel weird really? about. And isn't he married to that person who's our age? Priyanka Chopra, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm really into the J sisters too. That's what their wives are called. I don't okay. know why I know this, but it's like um, Sophie Turner from Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones, Love Priyanka her. Chopra, and then uh, the oldest one's wife is just like a hairdresser. Okay, I I like their wives. I just don't really know much about them. Too oh, old. I'm I'm really into Nick Jonas, who's the youngest one too. Like he was like 12 when they started, but now he's very hot and in his early 20s. I follow him on Instagram, and I have a very inappropriate. This amount is, of feelings this for is him. causing me a little bit of anxiety i'm just here to tell you yeah okay so in the book the what i didn't say in the summary which I, we probably should have is that a big piece of the contention in their relationship is that solen is 40 and hayes is 20 yes so she's dating this guy who's like an international heartthrob who's half her age mm-hmm and, like, I don't – never say never. I do think that this book made me want to be more open with, like, the who I date type criteria. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But, like, you were talking about this the other week. Like, what is your hinge set at right now? I think it's, like, a maybe my minimum is 30, I think. I think that's my lowest. I don't think I could date someone in their 20s. Could you, though? Like, could you have this affair with somebody who was 20 and you're 37? No. No, I couldn't. What if he was an international pop sensation? What if it was like the the second coming of Donnie Wahlberg? Yeah, like maybe. I just don't think that's realistic. But, you know, never say never. I think 30 is my cutoff. I'm going to be hard and fast with that. Okay. How about you? I mean on on the reg on a dating app like i think my minimum is like 28 i think mine's 28 to 40 yeah but like i could definitely meet somebody out who is younger and feel okay about that like maybe like 26 maybe maybe but i think if they were an international celebrity they'd probably be more mature well, no, they'd be more mature, but I, you would also be like, yeah, I got to do this, like, for the story. Yes, absolutely. So, like, if a fictional boy bander of international acclaim who was 20, like, propositioned me and he was, like, looked like Can Nick Jonas. Can he at Jonas, least be 21? Like, I feel... Not, no, not in this book. I know. He can't drink. Well, he, he kind of got around He gets what he book, wants but, um, he's I I say go for it. Yeah, absolutely. I just, it feels a little, I don't know, the fact that he's not even 21 yet still makes me feel a little icky. Well, so okay, so let's- I'm also five years older than you, so you can go for the 20-year-old. Maybe I'll go for the 25-year-old. Hey, more young <laughs> international 
heart throbs for me. Yes. Okay. So wait, I want to talk about Hayes because he is just like the perfect character. Were you like, were you buying what he was selling? Yeah. I mean, he was British. So he was like just lovely and soft spoken. He was so mature for a 20 year old. He was so thoughtful. He cared so much about her. He just like was like a perfect angel. He was. Mm hmm. Well, he was also like they had a lot of passion, but then also he was like surprisingly tender and in touch with her needs. And like he was a good boyfriend. You know, he wasn't just like a boy toy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. He was so perfect. I'm picturing in my head Harry Styles. Is that what you're picturing? 100%. Well, I didn't picture him because I didn't know what Harry Styles looked like until I read this and had to do some Googling. Oh, yeah. My Google history after I read this was a real creepy place. It was like Harry Styles interview. Harry Styles X Factor audition, Harry Styles shirtless, <laughs> Harry Styles music video. Like it was, yeah. it was literally like probably like a week after I first read this. Like I had a real Harry Styles deep dive that I don't regret at all. Yeah. But like, yeah, that's who I'm picturing when I picture Hayes. He was just, oh. He's dreamy. He's so dreamy. Yeah. What about Solène and her oh. fashion? So I thought Solène was such a great character because, first of all, she was so Mm self-possessed. She owned an art gallery. She was successful. She had a cool career that she loved. She was like a single parent, but she wasn't moany groany about it. She didn't need to be saved or rescued. Totally. She was a strong lead. And I also loved hearing about her clothes. She was, oh, she was so cool. So she's like very chic. There's so many, like. She's French. I know you don't like Crazy Rich Asians because you feel like it's too label droppy. Oh, gross. But I felt like. I loved the movie though. I felt like this was label droppy in the right way where I could just like totally picture the woman where it's like she's wearing the rose. She's wearing Isabel Morant. She's wearing like Elias Sandals. Like Mm -hmm. you get such a picture of who she is via her fashion. Totally. I mean, frankly, I have some questions about how she's affording this and also about, you know, like how I could be her. But like, how did she afford that lifestyle? Well, I think her husband is an entertainment lawyer. So I'm just speculating that maybe she got some money in the divorce. Yeah, that has to be part of it. But yeah, she's living a very, she has a very expensive closet, Mm -hmm. but like very chic. Very chic. Oh, I just, I. I thought that was really interesting and I wonder how that resonated to other people because you and I have both like worked in fashion-y jobs and like I felt like that made it like I could just clock who this woman was, mm-hmm. you know, completely. And I loved the art world. You're, I mean, what did you think of that part? Because I feel like you are my artiest friend. Oh, thank you. I mean, I liked that. I, I immediately loved her because she was so into art and like I mean it's obviously hard to envision all these pieces that they're talking about and stuff but I I just thought she was so brilliant and so smart and knew so much and she was just living this like very cosmopolitan sophisticated life yeah I loved her I mean she was you know how sometimes in romantic comedies you're kind of like you're rooting for the heroine despite herself yeah like in um 99% 99% mine. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God, I hate this girl. I hated her, but I still... But I was like, I want you to get the guy because yeah. like I've been set up for this. But like, I was like, oh wow, I think Selena's is really cool. Like, mm-hmm. I wish her all the best. Like, she's great. <laughs> Same. Uh, I, was I really liked her. so into her as a protagonist. Mm-hmm. And I was so into them as a couple. 
I know. And I found myself like being a little bit disgusted by how into them as a couple I was. Totally. It was so wrong. Like if you're 40, you should not be with a 20 year old. But I like that she had the right amount of hesitation about that. Yes. Like she wasn't just like, I'm in. I'm going to do it. Like even as she like, she didn't tell her friends. Like he was like, have you told your daughter? Does anyone know about us? And she's like, no, of course not. This is like insane. Yeah. She was very, it all made her very likable. It did. Like it felt like she had the right amount of like reluctance to be in this relationship that made me more sympathetic towards them as a couple. Totally. Like she didn't just jump in. Yeah. Ugh. So the other thing that I thought was really interesting and I've never really thought about before was like, so on Hayes' side, he's basically like this commodity. So he formed this band in high school and they've just been like making albums, touring in a constant loop for, I don't know, like three years now or something. And the thing about it is, is I was just like, oh my God, this must be so exhausting. Like how do celebrities have real relationships or i mean do they it made me be like yeah pr relationships make a lot more sense now yeah i think that it's just so hard because you're just always on the road you're always traveling you're always in the public eye like who is cut out for that i feel like at one point he says something in the book where he's like they like got back together they hadn't seen each other in a while and she was like oh it's only been three weeks and he's like that's like nine years in boy band time and yeah. it's true. Yeah. He's like, it's, it's like 11 cities. I just, that life must be so exhausting. And it really makes me wonder about like, I don't, for some reason I was talking about Taylor Swift because I I was listening to Kate Kennedy's deep dive episode on her. And I feel like I'm just. Oh, that's a rabbit hole. It's a rabbit hole. I have not gone down that rabbit hole. So I feel like I have one foot in the rabbit hole and I don't want to go down it. But I was like. Taylor Swift, I went to her tour last year, and she I feel like she was on tour for, like, a year. Mm-hmm. Like, it was like, how Forever. do you have a relationship in the midst of that? That's who I was thinking about specifically when I was, like, I can't imagine. thinking about Hayes. You need someone who's going to put their entire life on hold for you. Right. And, and you're going to, that? like, just someone following you around and not doing anything. You know, some of it is, like, glamorous where it's, like, cool, I'm going to be in Paris. I'm going to be in Tokyo. But you're also, like, I want to be in Cleveland. I'm yeah. going to be in, like, Arizona, you know? Like, s- some of the places it's, like, come meet me here. But in some of the places you're, like, it's, it, some of it isn't glamorous. Mm-hmm. It just sounds so exhausting. I know. That was one thing that. I would never want to be famous for that reason. But yeah, it was just one thing that I just like, I guess maybe it's on me, but I just hadn't really thought of it before where I was like, oh my God, this life is like, this is what's going to happen to us if if our podcast keeps blowing up and our live shows just get, and we're on these tours. Honestly, it'll give me a better (laughs) excuse for being single than I I have right right now. Yeah. (laughs) My international celebrity is preventing me from being in a relationship. Oh, my God. But I would be so exhausted by that life. You're exhausted by this life. I'm exhausted by this life. That is true. (laughs) I mean, so I I thought that the characters were just so human. So, like, Hayes is, like, you know, just being shipped around the country and just, like, making these albums. But then, so then I thought it was so interesting 
that she had this battle between being a mother and being an individual and like how did her happiness play into that yeah she had to completely put her child's happiness up in front of her own right i thought there was this one crushing scene where um isabel gets in the car after school and she's like mom just drive and um i guess the guy that she had a crush on had told her and he was like tell your mom that i turn 18 next month and like of course like you were like of course that would be terrible like terrible if your mom was dating donnie Wahlberg, like if your mom just left your dad and was like i'm with donnie now i would have been distraught well of course because it's like first of all it's like the the like the wish fulfillment of like you, this person is in your life and your mom's dating them like what the hell mm-hmm. but then you know kids are so brutal like they're so mean of course isabel is also getting like taunted and teased like i i really felt for her and for Celine because it was like of course uh, you're rooting for this couple to be together but like oh man Mm -hmm. i thought that was such an interesting thing and especially as somebody who's not a mother me aka me and you it made mother i'm a i'm a mother i am a cat mother i give up a lot for my cat but, like, would Tyrion be upset if you and Donnie Wahlberg got together? Probably. There'd be someone else in his bed and he doesn't like that. Yeah, but I think that's true of anyone. Yeah. It's not specific no, to I'm Donnie I'm totally Wahlberg. kidding. But, yeah, it made me think a lot about what it's like to be a parent and how much you oftentimes have to give up. Right. And especially as a single parent. That's what I was going to say is especially, like, as a divorced parent. Like, you're like, cool. My relationship didn't work out. I want to find happiness. And, you know, I'm sure most and that happiness- divorced women are not seeking out their next relationship with an international celebrity. Who's 20. But, you know, like, even if your kid just, like, doesn't like your new partner or, you know, is having trouble adjusting, you're just like, oh, wow, I have to balance my, like, figuring out your own happiness is hard enough. Exactly. It's so hard. And, yeah, I, I can't imagine having to do that. Oh, I just I felt for both of these characters. I did, too. And even though did you I guess one question. Did you feel like they were going to be together? No, but I didn't. No, I was like, this is never going to work out, but I wanted it to work out. Did you did you feel like they would? Yeah, I mean, I like a romance with a happy ending. And like, this is a book. Like, why couldn't it work out? Well, I was kind of hoping that like it would you know, it would end like that and then there'd be an, another page and it'd be like five years later. Like, oh, you don't even get me started. I have the whole sequel written. I know. you. Do. If Robin Lee doesn't want to do it, I'll do it. Wait, should we tell people about what's happening tomorrow? I think they should just keep on listening. Yeah, keep on listening. We're gonna we have a you. surprise. We have a surprise. But OK, should we take a time out for a minute yes. and talk about our other sponsor? Yes, our other sponsor. So today's episode is also sponsored by HelloFresh. They deliver easy seasonal recipes and pre-measured ingredients right to your door. All you have to do is cook and enjoy. We've been traveling so much in June and HelloFresh has literally been a savior. I haven't needed to worry about going to the grocery store or my old standby of takeout. And HelloFresh has great recipes that can be cooked in 30 minutes, which is about the time that I'm willing to take. I love it because it breaks me out of my recipe rut of just cooking the same two things over and over. I'm a creature of habit, so I'll make the exact same thing again and again and again. So every week you get to choose from 17 seasonal chef-curated recipes. 
So I was a little hesitant about committing to a, a meal kit because my schedule is just such a mess. But um, one thing that really surprised me is that the service is really, really flexible. So you can change your delivery day, you can change your food preferences, or you can skip a week whenever you want to. So it really does fit in more seamlessly than I expected it to. The other week, I cooked a delicious chicken cheddar fajitas, and it was amazing. Yes, I felt like such a chef. So the thing I love most about this is the pre-measured ingredients because I have a spice cabinet, and it is overflowing with spices that I've bought like one time to make one recipe with. And we live in New York with New York-sized kitchens and do not have a lot of room for all that stuff. So I really like that it gives you the exact specific things that you need. Me too. There's no food waste. Yes, exactly. Uh, Especially as a single person. Totally. mm -hmm. So if you're ready to try HelloFresh, you can get $80 off your first month. This is $80. Like that's such a good deal. It's a good deal. Go to HelloFresh.com backslash BOP and enter code BOP at checkout. So again, $80 off your first month of HelloFresh. Go to HelloFresh.com backslash BOP and enter code BOP at checkout. Wow, this is such a good deal. It really is. $80 of free food, guys. Like, what are you even doing? Redeem this now. Seriously. Okay, so should we go back to the book? Oh, yeah. So one of the other things I wanted to talk about, I pulled out a couple of quotes. And I almost never write down quotes for our book episodes, but I thought that these were both so interesting where, first of all, there was kind of like an inherent, not shame, but it was like Hayes needed to be embarrassed because he wasn't like a serious musician. Yeah. So at one point, somebody ta- somebody says they're at a dinner and somebody says, boy bands are like the Murakami of the music world. No one focuses on the pain behind the genius. We just look at you and be happy. And I mean, first of all. That's so funny. It's Well, it's kind of sad because it's like you're, you're like in sync. You're like. Justin, I don't want you to be unha- unhappy. Don't really care if you are. Don't want to hear about it. Like, Yeah, just keep making these happy songs that make me feel something. I know. And so I, I think that is true. But then this quote just like fucking slayed me. And it's really rare. <laughs> I mean, I feel like when you're reading a smutty romance book, rarely are you like, I need to write down this quote. I love that you did that. I didn't. Oh, my God, I did. I like I thought this was crazy. So basically... Um, at one point, Solen is talking to Hayes and she says, it's art and it makes people happy. And that's a very good thing. We have this problem in our culture. We take the art that appeals to women, film, books, music, and we undervalue it. We assume it can't be high art, especially if it's not dark and tortured and wailing. And it follows that much of that art is created by other women. And so we undervalue them as well. We wrap it in a pretty pink package and resist calling it art. I thought this was so poignant and so true. I mean, the one comparison that I was thinking of is like, in our culture, we value superhero movies so much more than we value, like, quote unquote, chick flicks. Like, it's a respectable thing for an A-list actor to be like, I'm going to go be in a superhero movie. You know? Yeah, you're totally right. I don't know. I just... I. I think that this is so true and like we devalue chiclet and like, sure, some of it is terribly written, but some of it isn't. Mm -hmm. This one was so well written, I thought. Me too. That was something that you hadn't told me when you told me how great this book was. I mean, I feel like I told you, but I feel like you just had your blinders on. I had my, maybe I just had my blinders on, but I started reading it and I'm like, it's beautifully written. 
it's sophisticated. It's chic. It's not like a trashy, smutty read. No, it's smart. Like there's some super steamy scenes in there, but it's so well written and just very smartly done. But I don't think this is getting any credit anywhere. Oh, no. So this is actually really interesting. So I was talking to my friend Kyle at dinner on Saturday night, and he was like, do you have any book recommendations that aren't trash for me to read? And I was like, first of all, I resent that implication. I mean, I read a lot. And like, I I try not to just read trash. So So he's assuming that everything you read is trash. So so first, he's like, do you have anything to read that isn't trash? And Kyle is an amateur drag queen. And um, so one of the books that I recommend. Kyle, who we met at dinner? Yeah. I didn't know he was an amateur drag queen. Mm -hmm. That is so cool. I follow him on Instagram now. So. Um, And so one of the books that I recommended to him that I thought he would really enjoy was City of Girls by Elizabeth Gilbert, because it's about showgirls in like off-Broadway showgirls in World War II. I still haven't read that, and I'm dying to. My TBR pile is OOC. And I just thought he would like it because it's like about musicals and showgirls, and it's like very glamorous, and he likes historical fiction. And so I recommended it to him, and he was like, that sounds great. And I told him it was by Elizabeth Gilbert, who wrote Eat, Pray, Love. And he was like, oh, ugh, I don't know. And I was like, I I think at some point we have to give credit to Eat, Pray, Love. Like, it's like one of the most best-selling books ever. And like, regardless of how you feel about it, like, so many, it changed so many women's lives. Yeah. And like, I feel like people have this like yucky reaction to it where it's like, ugh. I know. And I am kind of guilty of that as well. I think I found that book to be very, um, just, I know it changed people's lives, but I found it to be just, she was, she was just like so into herself. Well, sure. And I mean, you don't have to like it, but I, I think at some point you can't be like, oh, and be truly dismissive of it. It's one no. of, but the- then I read Big Magic and I loved that. Oh, sure. And that's the thing is that she also has a ton of range as an author. And I feel like she gets pigeonholed specifically because of Eat, Pray, Love. Mm -hmm. But anyway, that was just like one instance of like this quote in action. But I think it's totally true where it's like Taylor Swift isn't a serious musician. Like Ariana Grande isn't a serious musician. And like some of these people aren't writing their songs and, you know, maybe they're not. But it's like at some point, like these are best selling artists. Yeah. And they work very hard. They work very hard and they're creating something that people really like. And to be like, oh, it's not art. You're like, well, just because kind of like it. Yeah. It kind of is. I just I thought this quote was so poignant and it's really it stuck with me the first time. And then the second time I read the book, I, I wrote it down and I've kind of thought about it a little bit in the interim. But I'm just like, wow, that's really true. Mm-hmm. Do you know something? Before we started this podcast, I... Um, wouldn't record the really trashy books that I read on my Goodreads. Oh, interesting. Like if I read a romance or if I read like a teen novel, I wouldn't put it on my Goodreads because I would be like embarrassed by it. Interesting. I always, well, you know, I make my monthly reading list. Right. I remember there was this book, Hitha got me to read it. It was a series. Did you read Mr. President? It was like, Mm -mm. it was kind of like E.L. James quality, like where this, um, girl has an affair with the president. He's like 35. I mean, it's, I need something to fill my scandal oh, hole in my heart. If you love scandal, you'd like this. But I remember writing the reviews for it and being like, people are going to judge me. But people were like so psyched to have this like light, funny thing to read. Right. 
And I mean, I'm not saying that all of it is great quality because you mentioned E.L. James and that certainly was something I read like in spite of the writing. Yeah. Yeah. She wrote Fifty Shades of Grey for people who yeah. aren't hip to the authors. But um You've trash- talked a lot of trash about Fifty Shades of Grey. I, I, I have mean I agree the, with, um, with you. The, the part where she called it her inner goddess. Oh god. Oh, it was like can't it was painful and i remember reading the book and i was like i need to know what happened so like you no matter how bad this writing is i'm reading it but oof so bad but so can't put downable i know and i mean i think i'm damaging my point by talking about that because i'm not saying that that is art but like (laughs) yeah like i feel like there were just books that i would be embarrassed to claim as having read and i know people wrote us messages about that too where they're like don't call these books bad yeah about like or how they're embarrassed by like brain candy reading and they were like i didn't realize that other adult women like read young adult and it's like yeah like 70 percent of the readership for young adult books are adult women that's crazy what a step but yeah like i feel like sometimes these things that women enjoy like we don't claim because you don't want to seem like you're dumb or only reading lowbrow things. Totally. Or like you're less than because you're not reading like a great historical masterpiece or nonfiction. Right. I don't – I find like a lot of times, especially with men that I talk to about what they're reading, they're always like, well, I don't have time to read fiction. And they're like, I only read nonfiction. And you're like, hmm, you should get involved. Fiction's great. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We need to talk about the ending of this book. Grace, this ending gutted me. Gutted me. Like a fish. It was, I was destroyed. I had a book hangover, like more serious than any book hangover I can remember, where like I just for weeks, and this sounds so melodramatic, but I'm not kidding. Like for weeks, I was just like, I don't want to read anything else. Nothing else can be this good. I was heartbroken by the end of the relationship, but I was also heartbroken that this book was over. Same. I just felt, I felt destroyed. And I'm, I was so glad that I had you there because I didn't, I just felt so upset. I felt like my own relationship had just ended. I was so invested. So you thought there was going to be like a, an epilogue. I was just hoping for like a, like a blank page and I was going to turn it and it'd be like 10 years later. Like Isabel's off at school. They see each other from afar and like they, neither of them are dating anyone and they run off into the sunset together. Yeah, and it was like it was really disconcerting. Like if she's it was fifty like, and he's thirty, that feels less dirty to me. Yeah, it was really disconcerting because as you got towards the end, they were like about to break up, and you were like, "There's not enough pages left. There's not mm-hmm. enough pages left." You're like, "It's it's ending. It's ending." And you were like, "It can't. It's not going to end happily." But I really thought when he came over, so they break up, and then he comes over to her house and he tells her that he quit the band and she basically kicks him out and I I had thought that it was going to end maybe like ambiguously or it was going to end where they were like going to start a new chapter together I don't know what I thought I mean I I'll admit it like I like a happy ending but oh my god mm-hmm. I really didn't think she was going to do that to me same oh wait now can we talk about what happens tomorrow because we sure guys guess who's coming on the podcast tomorrow robin lee the author of 
And we were the idea. We yeah. recorded the interview with her like a month ago. Um, but we grilled her about a sequel. We were like, "You need to write a sequel, or you cannot leave this house." Like, oh yeah, we we threatened her, but she was lovely. It was so interesting to hear about her. She has had a very interesting career path. Oh my gosh, yes. But yeah, so we we recorded with her. We have a bonus episode for you tomorrow, which is so good. It's such a great interview. She's fantastic, and also so chic because it. Oh yeah. It you realize like how she's writing about this character who's so impeccably dressed. But wait, I'm not done yet here. I know, but I just I felt that I needed to s- explain that we grilled. We actually did not just on social media. We grilled her to write a I know. sequel. Can I tell you what happens in my sequel? Yes, Grace. It's to the point that I was thinking of this last night that I couldn't sleep. Do you think like Verity style, you could just take over for her? And I, I considered it. Okay. So I, I finished rereading the book on Saturday when I was on the train. Yesterday was Sunday. And it's like in my mind, like reading it a second time, I feel like I like dug up a lot of trauma. But anyway, okay. So here's what happens in my sequel. Okay. So it's five years later. Isabel is in college now. So she's like out of the picture. It's not a big deal. And the band is broken up. And Hayes is on his, like, solo career. And um, in my head, the last five years haven't been going very well for him. We're like, there's, like, a darkness to it. Like, he started his solo career, but nobody takes him seriously. He still has these, like, teenage girl fans who, like, listen to his serious music, but, like, he doesn't have serious fans. And, um, you know, like, Maybe he's, like, dabbled in other relationships, but he hasn't found anything that compares to Solen. So, like, he's pretty, like, he's in a dark place. And then Solen, you know, like, she takes a couple of years and to get over the relationship. And then she goes the other way and she starts dating somebody who's older than her, somebody who's very serious, who, like, supports her career, which her ex-husband didn't, but somebody who is, like, the opposite of Hayes. Mm-hmm. So she's in this relationship, and it's, like, solid, and she's happy. Like, she's had a happy five years, basically, but, like, the pa- the same passion isn't there. How's their sex life? It's, like, it's fine, you know, but she's dating a 55-year-old man, and so it's, like, eh, you know, it's good. Yeah. I don't know. I've never slept with a 55-year-old I mean, me man. either, but I'm just, I'm telling you. are just imagining. You Sorry, I'm hung up is. on this detail. I okay, wait. So I'm, I have a lot to say about my sequel. This is going to go for a bit. Okay. So then. <laughs> Guys, just like pour some up. coffee. Buckle up. So um, his relationship with her really did set off something in him. And he's been like seriously collecting art in the interim. And so, um, you know, through galleries, through an art consultant, like never directly, their paths haven't crossed. You've but, really like, thought this I've out. thought about this a lot. He's in the art world, kind of. And so then they get invited to a dinner, both of them. Oh, I have chills. They get invited to a dinner by somebody who doesn't know about their history. And they see each other for the first time in five years. And like, he's in a dark place. And he's like, let's get back together. Like, nobody's compared to you. But she's like... No, like I have this boyfriend. Like I'm, I'm happy. We sh- we let this go, and then like he's pursuing her, and she's trying to figure out whether she should be in this relationship or be with him. And now, like, you know, she's I guess what like forty five, and he's twenty five. Mm-hmm. And so I still think she should be fifty, and he should be thirty. But I'll let this go. This is my sequel. Yes, not mine. And so, like, the book is him, like trying to get her back 
and she's like resistant. But then ultimately, like, of course, she's going to realize and be with him because this is a happy ending book because I'm writing it. Mm -hmm. And so they end up together. Should we start getting some notes for Robin? Like, this has been the closest that I've ever gotten with any series to be like, I will write fanfic if if you do not give me what I want. <laughs> I have no no time, no background, no credentials, but like, I will be here and I will write this fanfic if you will not write this, Robin Lee. Yeah, I love your idea. And write it right, Robin. Like, write it correctly. Happy ending. Mm-hmm. I've, like, I've thought so much about this. Like, I think I'm nuts. Well, I don't want to give too much of Robin's uh, um, story tomorrow away, but she was saying the same thing. Like the characters like were in her head and she couldn't get them out. So mine are probably not to the same degree, but like, ooh, ready for more. Ready Mm -hmm. for as much as you'll give me. Totally. Oh, I have a question for you. Yeah. If there was a sequel that focused on somebody else in the book other than Hayes and Solan, who would it be? Maybe Isabel starts dating a much older man. Ooh, she's 13 in the book. Yeah, it's five years later. She's 18 and she's dating like a, I don't know, 50-year-old. <laughs> no, that's gross. Like 35-year-old. Leave the fanfic to me. Yeah, I don't think I should be writing the fanfic. So you want to hear one about Isabel? Interesting. I mean, I just came up. You asked me on the spot and you know that like our horoscopes, I cannot be asked to make a decision on the spot. Okay. I'm a Libra. I was thinking that it would be really interesting to read a book from Oliver's perspective, who's one of the other guys in the band. Mm -hmm. And he's like half hitting on Solan at points. But then there's also this like under the surface plot line that didn't really seem to need to be there, but like made me want a sequel about Oliver, about like that maybe he was gay and like in the closet and wanted to have a relationship with Hayes. That could be interesting. Like, I would read his book. I would read his book. There was a, there was another guy in the band, Rory, who was like the womanizing one. And I was like, I'd read his, his book. Honestly, anything that Robin wants to give us, I would read. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Sure. Like, I, you know how when you read something by an author and you're like, I will follow you over a cliff. That's Same. how I feel about her. Totally. Robin, whatever you want to give us, we're here for you. Greeting cards, like lifetime movie. Like, I'm here for any of it. Beauty products. Yeah. Anything. So <laughs> an MLM, an MLM. So we so we've been talking about this at our live show. So we haven't talked about it on the on the podcast yet. So, um, if this were to become a movie, and it it we talked to Robin about this, but like it sounds like like the film rights have been bought, so it's it could be. Yeah. Who are you picturing in this? I am picturing Marianne Cotillard mm-hmm. playing Solan. Ooh, yeah. I don't know anyone young enough besides our little boy crush, Noah Centineo. He could he could play. That's who I was seeing. That's yeah. why I've been saying at our live shows because he's yeah. like young, handsome dream boat with like yeah. floppy hair, which is like a haze signature. Totally. The dark hair, the whole thing. And he's tall because mm-hmm. Hayes is like described as being like 6'4", and I think Noah Centineo is really tall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you always say Gal Gadot. I say Gal Gadot, yeah. I feel like she's too young. I Everyone keeps saying that, but I really think that like Gal Gadot is the same age. No, as, I, she's younger than I am. She is. Because she has a daughter she's who's 34. Like 10. Oh, maybe she just had yeah. a child really young. Cause her, and she I, also just looks so young. Because I feel like her daughter is like 10. 
So I thought that she was interesting. I thought she, I mean, that she, she could. was 40. She's 34. I thought she was like 28. So oh, no. I thought she was 40. Uh, but I'm picturing somebody like her. I but, could see it. She's, I mean, she's stunning and has that kind of look to her. Yeah, like somebody who's like. A little bit exotic and foreign. Uh, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because in the book, Solène is French, if you couldn't tell by her name. And that's like a big part of her identity. Yes. Uh, I really hope that it becomes something. Something. A movie. A sequel. Fanfic. Anything. You can't leave me here. Have you ever felt this way about another book? I don't think so. I don't know. I have to, I'd have to really think about that. I will say another book that really crushed me was, um, what was that? Tell Me Lies. Mm, I haven't read that yeah, yet. That, that was really, another Ashley Spivey recommendation. Yeah, that crushed me. Um, I've definitely been crushed by books, but I haven't been like so desperate for more. I can't think of another series where I was like, oh my God, please anything, crumbs. Yeah. I was really in severity because for obvious reasons. That like destroyed me in a different way. But you weren't like, I need another immediately. No, I, I didn't. I don't want more Verity and I don't want more Tell Me Lies. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was really crushed by um, uh, matchmaking for beginners. I feel like I just like sobbed on and off through that book. But at the end, I was like, great. Mm-hmm. It's done. That was a beautiful journey. But I wasn't like, please give me anything. Somebody recently was telling us they didn't like that book, and I was so sad. I Who know. was it? I forget. I don't remember. It was either. such a good book. It was such a good book. This is such a good book. Such a good book. Seriously, I can't overemphasize. If you haven't read this, please do. You've obviously heard that we're very passionate about it. Yeah. But also, it's like it's pretty well written. It's and very well written. Their romance is like both hot and tender because sometimes i read romantic trash where you're just like oh yeah hot relationship like Mm -hmm. um what was the uh the paper princess books oh trash 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 but so fun but this was like it was trash but it was well written i don't even think it was trash it wasn't trash we should never we should not it was just put this book in vain it was just sexy Mm -hmm. it was smutty yeah i don't know I really enjoyed it. This book did it for me in a way that I just, no other book has. If you have a recommendation of a book that either did the same thing to you where you feel as bereft as I feel right now, tell me what it is. Yeah, come to the Facebook group. There have been so many threads in the Facebook group where people have talked about, like, what do I read after the idea of you? Like, how do I fill this gap? If anyone has, like, appropriately figured that out, like, get at me. Yeah, I get asked that a lot in messages. And I'm like... I don't know. I I'm still not over it. Go to the Facebook group and ask someone. Yeah. I'm still not over it. Should, should we talk about other things? Yeah, let's talk Ugh. about other things. What are you obsessed with right now? I'm obsessed with this book, Grace. I know. I'm still obsessed with this book forever. Okay, you have to move on, though. What else? Okay. So, um, do you know what I watched last week? I do, because I kn- and I've watched it, too. Um, I watched Dead to Me with Christina Applegate, and I loved it. So good. I feel like I was late to this party. It's a series on Netflix. It's about a woman whose husband has died and she meets a new best friend at a grief support group. And um, I feel like everyone was talking about it and I was late to the party. I was like pretty resistant where I was like, oh, that premise just doesn't sound um, not good. It just sounded like dark and unnecessarily sad. But mm-hmm. um, oh my God, the show is great. It's like kind of funny and like quirky and there's like a mystery. And I was like, Oh, I'm. I watched like half of an episode, and I was like, "Yep, I'm in." 
So if you need something to binge watch, I think the episodes are like half an hour. I think there's like maybe 11 or 12 episodes, the short series. And I love Linda Cardellini. I love her. Why hasn't she been in more things? I don't know. I, I was watching the show and IMDBing and being like, why hasn't she been in more stuff? Like it's such a stellar cast. It's got James Marsden, Christina Applegate. I love the show. Great show. I thought I wrote it off as not for me and I was wrong. It's a great show. What about you? What is your obsession? Oh, my gosh. So I got back from Boston, and I'd been emailing with Higher Dose. It's an um, infrared sauna. And they had been like, we'd love to send you one of our blankets for a review. And I was like, I don't know if I want to like this, but sure. Because I used to always go to Shape House in the city. I remember you were obsessed with that for a while. I was obsessed. So you get wrapped up in this really hot infrared blanket, and they give you headphones, and you watch Netflix. And it's wonderful because you – are trapped so you have to watch like an hour of tv and just chill and you sweat so much and afterwards you just feel so good and like you have so much energy but it also just feels leaves you feeling really detoxified your skin's so soft so i did it yesterday when i was tired and i felt amazing afterwards it was just like being at shape house and of course it's kind of a pain because you have to clean it off afterwards Mm -hmm. but i just have like a biodegradable spray i use and i just wash it i just um towel it off um it's wonderful i put down a towel on my couch and put on what i'm watching right now is the society on netflix and i just put an episode of that on and chilled and sweated like a monster okay so you could only choose between the infrared sauna blanket and the gravity blanket which is better they're so different oh like the gravity blanket is for when you're like tired and sad and just like need to like introvert. The um infrared blanket has actual health benefits and like makes you sweat and it's like a it's like a spa treatment at home. Oh. Yeah, it's pretty wonderful. Okay. Yeah, they're so you can't I can't pick one. I would never use them at the same time. Well, that would be terrible. Yeah. That would be awful. It's also kind of heavy, so it's kind of like being in a gravity blanket. Oh, interesting. Because you're kind of like trapped. It feels like the dentist. It, it's it's like more plasticky though, because it's got like all yeah, the yeah, yeah. the heat heater things in it. Yeah, I love it though. I mean, it's it's five hundred dollars, but to go to Shape House, I think is sixty or seventy dollars. So if you use it like twice a week, because they say you can use it every day if you want. I mean, I don't have time to use it every day, right? But like if I use it two or three times a week. It's like getting to the sauna two time, two to three times a week without having to drag your ass into the city. Yeah. I'm obsessed. What about on Instagram? What are you obsessed with there? So I, again, like I think last week or two weeks ago on my blog, I did that bookstagrammer blog post. Oh, my God. Honestly, I followed most of the people on there. Well, some of them I already followed, but the ones I hadn't, I followed most of them. Yeah. I got so- some really good new Instagram follows from that. Yeah. So not to like plug my blog too much, but. If you're looking for more book people to follow, go read that post. But one of them I wanted to highlight in particular, it's called Girl Power Reads, but it's spelled G-R-L-P-W-R Reads. And it's kind of, I guess, how do I describe it? It's, it's a much smaller account. I think like you have you have more followers than she does. But it's all female-focused authors and books that you haven't already heard of. So already I was like, oh, I need that and I need that and I need that. And I like that she's caught she's calling attention to a lot of women of color and a lot of authors that like we might not already be aware of because there's so many books out there that everyone's raving about but it's fun to see some that are a little bit like off the beaten path yeah and i always love supporting female authors Hmm. what about you i know yours i love her 
Um, so this is, I don't think, new to the world, but it is new to me. So it's this blogger, and her Instagram is The Frugality. And um, her whole thing, she lives in the UK, and her whole thing is like affordable things. And she does home stuff. She does, she has a child, so she does baby stuff. She does fashion stuff. And I feel like so often I'm on Instagram and I find something and I'm like, oh, I love what that blogger's wearing. Or like, oh, I want that. And it's always really expensive. And I just always feel really good when I'm looking at her feed because I'm like, oh, yeah, no, I can afford this. Yeah, I like her a lot. Um, Yeah, so I feel like it's the antidote to, you know, all of the Instagram models and like designer clothing that I can't afford. Yeah, she's very cute, too. She's very cute. I'm going through and... Because you reminded me of her. I haven't seen one of her feed posts pop up in mine forever. So now I'm liking all of her photos so that hopefully she pops up more. Yeah, she. I can't remember how she came on my radar, but I just started following her and I was like, huh. Yeah. I like this. I like her a lot. What about reading? I'm reading a lot. So I finished The Friends We Keep by Jane Green, which I talked about last time. Mm -hmm. It's a really sweet, heartwarming book book about three friends and it follows them all the way from college um through their 50s and i feel like it's rare that you read about people like who are in their 50s i think everything's always about like young like the like younger people oh you know what i think is also like that um have you do you have a copy of mrs everything by jennifer weiner dying to get my hands on that i think that's also similar like a an expansive novel that happens up across like 40 years yeah i have not read that and it's on my list everyone's talking about it everyone but i don't want to buy it because i i mean you see that pile over there i know you get mad when people talk about your bookshelves falling over but that one that one might might. fall over that one because i've actually stacked books on top of the shelf because i have too many books yeah so i can't buy any books but i want to buy that one um so I finished that. I loved it. I thought it was very, very cute. Um, is it out already? Yes, it's out. It came out June 4th. Okay. I'm simultaneously reading two other books. So the first is I Miss You When I Blink by Mary Laura Philpot, and that's nonfiction. It's a book of essays about her life. Have you started it yet? Yes. I feel like she's a lot like you. I When we meet her, I need to be like, are you a Virgo? Um, so I, I read a couple of essays and then honestly, I put the book down because it was, um, on my Kindle and I've been trying to read more hard copy and I forgot about it. So she sent us a hard copy and now I'm going to pick it back up. But, um, doesn't she have teenage children? She does, but no, just like things about her personality and like the type A, like in a good way. Okay. It reminds me a lot of you and I'm like waiting for our live show for you guys to meet and I'm like, are they the same person? Maybe we're new best friends. Yeah. I think you're going to be like new besties. But I like a lot of the things she said reminded me of things you would say. I mean, obviously, you don't have two kids, but like I don't other things just like your personalities and your work ethic. Okay, Um, that reminded me of you. And then I'm also reading because I needed a thriller. I started it yesterday when I was like tired from our live show. I couldn't read nonfiction. So I started reading A Nearly Normal Family, which was my book of the month pick this month. And How am I to know that it's a thriller? It doesn't have wife or woman in I the title. Know. It has family, though. So, oh, I know. So this is tricky. About tricky. This um is told from the father's perspective. At least the what I've read so far. I'm about twenty five percent through it. Um, it's told from the father's perspective, and I'm going to read. This is what I'm going to do when I get home from Tracy Anderson tonight. Is read more of it, but it's about this daughter who. We think, at least she's right now, she's convicted of killing, she's 18, of killing this 33 year old man. And no one knows why she did it or what happened. And there's this whole mystery. Ooh. Yeah, it takes place in Sweden. 
So Interesting. Like, yeah, it's good so far. I like it. The names are like all the Swedish names are like hard to keep track of. So I'm like, ah, like especially with places and like names of restaurants and things. Yeah. Um, it's, it's in 30 languages. I guess it's a bestseller in other countries. Oh, wow. Yeah. Interesting. So I'm really enjoying it. It's not like a lot of the other thrillers I read. I read it's much more slow paced. I'd say it's more like a mystery than a thriller. Okay. But I'm enjoying it so far. And I'm enjoying Mary Laura's book as well. Um, She's a really great writer. I'm so excited to meet her in Nashville on Friday. Me too. And even more so now that we're apparently very similar. I think you're similar. Watch you like hate her. No, I don't think you'll hate no. her. She seems lovely. Don't say that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm reading The Bookish Life of Nina Hill by Abby Waxman. And that comes out July 9th. So it comes out in like a week and a half. Um, and I picked it up because I wanted something light after my book hangover that I'm experiencing for the second time with the idea of you. And it's very cute. It's um, a woman who is um, works in a bookstore and is very quirky. She has a lot of anxiety and um, it's about her opening up her life where she first of all finds out about a long lost family that she didn't know that she had. And then she also is falling in love and it's very cute. It's like, um, if you like to root for a quirky heroine, you will like this. Okay. I I got sent a copy as well, and I'm dying to read it. So It's cute. It's very saccharine. Um, oh. Oh. I enjoyed it. It is okay. very saccharine. Um, it's almost like – this is a bad comparison. Oh, I don't no. know why I'm going to I'm not going to like this book, am I? Um, it's like, you know, an Eleanor Oliphant where they're like the – protagonist is just like very strange Mm -hmm. it's like in that vein but it's like a happier version okay like there's not the dark underside to it okay but like i loved eleanor oliphant i can never heroine okay so i just finished that before i came over and i liked it okay it looks like a fun light read i was gonna pack it for our our tour because I want just some quick books. That's that I definitely can, what it is. And you, it's a paperback, so I'll like pass it along to someone else or leave it in the hotel. Totally. Um, it looks cute. Totally. Okay. So that's what we've got for you today. But we have more tomorrow with tomorrow. Robin Lee. You guys get two episodes in a row, so and, don't don't get used too used to that. But also, like tomorrow, we Robin Lee. Robin Lee. I still can't believe she came on. I can't believe it. She recorded in my apartment. She's our best Crazy. friend. Crazy. We're best friends. I don't know if that's true, so but come, that's okay. Come back tomorrow and listen to us talk to our best friend. In the meantime, join our Facebook group. Tell me the book that helped you get over the idea of you because I need to re-get over it. And for God's sake, leave us a review. Yeah. We've got – we have almost almost 7,000 Instagram followers. Yeah. We do not have almost 7,000 reviews. Grace is counting. I'm counting. Please, please, please. The two best things you can do if you like this podcast, if you want more live shows, if you want more episodes, more great guests, the whole thing are to leave us a review and to put us on your Instagram stories and tell your friends. Yeah. So So, do those things. And we'll talk to you tomorrow. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.